Well, welcome to Leadership 360 Podcast, where we interview real people with real stories about all aspects of leadership. I'm your host, Chris Moore, and thank you for spending some time with us today. On today's podcast, our guest is Jackie Chesterton. Jackie is a strategic business analyst who currently serves as Chief of Staff for the Chief Information Officer at Alberta Pension Services Corporation. Jackie works to ensure success for the CIO and the IT leadership team by creating and implementing strategic business plans and budgets to keeping an eye on trends across their peer group and the broader shifting landscape and everything in between. When not at work, Jackie is reading, brushing up on her rusty piano technique, loving her two perfect nephews, trawling the streaming sites for any British TV shows, and drinking ridiculous amounts of tea. So Jackie, uh, so great to have you on the podcast today. Well, I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. So leadership, Leadership 360. I like to talk to people about leadership kind of from all angles and all perspectives, you know, based on... The things you've done, the people you've worked with, what's, uh, from your perspective, what are the attributes of a great leader? Um, I've been thinking about this uh, a lot, actually, in the last little while, um, because my, the organization that I currently work for is very much a family culture. Uh, It's very like the mom and pop shop of (laughs) government organizations, and so kind of what the a traditional or I guess like larger corporate um, view of what leadership might be doesn't really there's not really a lot of space for that right. here um, and I, but I think um, it's sure taught me a lot and and reframed kind of what my idea of leadership was um, so I'd say attributes of great leaders I'm learning are more things like um, self-knowledge compassion um, we have a there are a lot of feelings here um, and that is something that's somewhat unexpected in like a parent government mm, organization right. but also quite um, valuable that's that's quite rare in my experience um, and and something that you could really uh, invest in relationships are a really big driver here um, the other thing that came to mind when I was thinking about this is that I remember my dad saying that and this is eons ago, my dad is an Anglican minister, and I remember him saying at some point, uh, something along the lines of, in reference to leadership, something along the lines of, essentially, the higher up you get, the more people you serve. And I think um, I think that is a thought that hasn't occurred to a lot of people who have found their way to leadership by a more traditional pathway. <laughs> um, but I... Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because the higher up you are in the organization, the more people there are kind of under you reporting to you. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, the one thing I've heard a lot is, you know, it's it's lonely at the top. So I don't know if lonely at the top and higher up you go, uh, you know, the more people you serve. But, uh, you know, some, some food for thought. I really, uh, really appreciate that. So from, you know, the, the work that you've done, the people you've worked for, what have you learned from from great leaders? Um, particularly in the last few years, the, the thing that I'm learning, I feel like repeatedly is the value of just saying that you don't know, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> um, which, which maybe doesn't initially sound uh, particularly reassuring. And I think we do look to leaders for reassurance and quite rightly so. Um, but I, I find increasingly that that is a very 
powerful statement. Uh, I would have shied away from it before um, because I always felt like I needed to have like status behind me to explain why I was in the room. I needed to be the person who knew everything and that's why I was here, I was the expert. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but that's not actually my role. That's not the role of most leaders to be the foremost expert in absolutely everything. Um, their role is to, to bring everyone together to unite everyone behind the vision. And so I think, uh, yeah, knowing, knowing what your parameters are, knowing what you don't know is um, kind of almost more powerful than knowing what you do know. That's, that is uh, fantastic, you know, observation and advice. And when people can say they don't know, or I don't know, let's figure it out or let's figure it out together. Um, I, th I think, you know, in all reality, most people, as they observe people, they know people don't know. So there's no point in trying <laughs> to fake knowing. Um, so you might as well just be real and, you know, and, and, uh, and work through that. So about yeah. you, you know, what, what have you been learning about you Lately, what are the aha moments about Jackie? Um, oh, the aha moments. I um, have been learning recently that I still am a little more bogged down by the murky cloud that is perception than I would like to be. Um, I have, um, I like to say that I am in a pretty weird job <laughs> um, because I have have the rare um, privilege of having a, a, a bird's eye view of the organization, which many people who are individual contributors um, don't. Um, many people are kind of honed in on their area of expertise, which is, I mean, we need them to be. Um, but but not having, you know, I don't have a team that reports to me. I have to get everything done through mm. um, favor right. <laughs> um, with others. And and um, and I feel like we're going to talk a lot about building relationships because um, that is the key for me in this role. Um, but I, so I have, because I work so closely with the leadership, um, I kind of appear to be part of that team. But I'm really just another individual contributor. I shouldn't have said just, and I'm to devalue that. But um, but it's so it's one of those. Um, <laughs> did you ever read um, Sense and Sensibility? No. So uh, I mean, they're talking about their boyfriends or whatever. But at one point, Eleanor, one of the, there's two sisters, and one says to the other, um, because there have been a bunch of rumors about her and this, you know, whatever he is, Earl or something. And she says, um, I've suffered something, I'm going to get it so wrong. I've suffered all of the punishment of an attachment without enjoying any of the advantages. Mm. And um, I've been thinking about that a lot lately because of in this role, because I feel like I, I get a lot of the um, punishment is a strong word um, of like of being part of the leadership team, but I don't actually have the oomph that comes with that. Right. <laughs> So you get so, you, know, you get the benefits of the outcomes without actually any benefits. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, one of the one of the ways that that expressed itself um, recently is that I I found and I won't go into the details of it, but I found out that I was uh, not for the first time, and it doesn't really bother me as much as it used to. But I found out that I was at the core of a of an office rumor, 
and um, and that was a very clearly a direct result of being so closely aligned with the leadership team. And I did let it kind of knock me off for a couple of days, mm. uh, where I was you know frustrated. I you know this is completely not founded in any actual actions or interactions and what have you. Um, and that just made me realize that I am still more weighed down by perception than I would like to be. Um, and that actually a, a better response to that than letting it kind of throw me off course for a couple of days might have been to realize, well, you know, maybe these people wouldn't have been able to even conceive of this notion if I knew them better. And so maybe instead of going off and having a little hissy fit in the corner by myself, I need to swallow my pride a little bit and actually build relationships with people who might not turn out to be my favorites but maybe they will <laughs> yeah there's there's um it's always challenging kind of taking the higher ground and you know trying to go beyond what people are thinking and maybe a false narrative that somebody's created yeah um, but um you know i mean and that's some of the challenge in in leadership i think your point about you know, building relationships, um, just when you know somebody, then you don't typically make up a story about them, right? It's it's really when right. people don't know you that they make up the stories, which is unfortunate. Right. But there's one thing that's predictable about humans is human behavior. So yes, <laughs> probably guaranteed that some story will emerge at, at a, you know, at some point. But well, and the truth is that people will fill people will fill an empty space, sure, right? right? If there isn't a story there, they'll make up a story and the only way to combat that is to leave as little empty space as you can right right that's right keep them yeah. in, a, in a way that isn't desperation but sure yeah that's that's i, I always wondered and I, I may have said to this to you before but if if i ever take on in a corporation the large kind of change initiative one, one of the things that I always found missing was like a corporate psychologist, like a human psychologist. <laughs> so, you know, like what, because I think people, people in organizations, unless you have a background in psychology or that's what you majored in in school, you just, you don't, you don't know enough or learn enough to figure people out. But if you do or when yeah. you do, then it's, you know, it's a little more predictable too. Yeah. Well, good for yeah. you. It's, and it, you know, when, as things as things come, come along and, you know, I've had times in my career where it's like, okay, why is this job so difficult? Um, yeah. And I would say to myself, okay, get past that, embrace it as a learning opportunity, figure out what you can learn from it. And then, you know, then you'll be in a better position. Mm -hmm. So thinking about, you know, your younger self, um, what, what leadership advice would you give your younger self? I think, um, I think I've realized over time um, and would have liked my younger self to know that um, the, the most important first step is to know yourself, know who you are, um, and then to lead from who you are. I think, you know, my younger self thought that leadership was, 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 a, was a position or was a status or, or whatever you want to call it um that you it's somewhere that you get to not something that you are um called to or inherently kind of you know mm -hmm. built with um and so i 
it seemed very much like, you know, once you once you climb X ladder, eventually you get to the point where you are in leadership in that. And I think, um, you know, it is, you have to be about something yourself. It is not that it is not the end goal. Being in leadership is not the end goal. You have to, you know, there is a substantive contribution that you are able to make that somebody else is not able to make. And you can only figure out what your substantive contribution is going to be when you actually know who you are, which is not easy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, this kind of goes back to what I was saying about getting comfortable with uh, or even feeling empowered by the statement, I don't know. Um, I, I never could have got to that point until I actually got to know myself a little bit and knew that my my value, the value of my contribution doesn't come from being an expert in everything. So, right. yeah, I would say start with, start with knowing yourself um, and then um, piggybacking onto that and also kind of talking about what we were, what we were just saying in terms of um, filling the empty space. People follow people that they know. Mm-hmm. Um, so get to know yourself and then get to know the people around you, build relationships that don't just appear to be strategically advantageous to yourself, build relationships with the annoying person who, you know, says good morning to you as you're trying to walk past really quickly in the morning or the person who always never seems to know how to end a conversation or, (laughs) you know, because uh, not just for the, it's not just a means to an end, like that relationship in itself is really valuable. And then when those moments do come where you really are the person who knows the way and you really didn't need those people to follow you, they, people follow people that they know. It's interesting for all the training that organizations do and development and, you know, courses that people put on the, the whole, um, you know, understanding yourself and how to build relationships. And, you know, you touched on it earlier and other people have talked on the podcast before that work gets done because of relationships in organizations and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and trusted relationships, right? Not people doing things out of, you know, like a, they owe, feel like they owe somebody something or you know, that right. let's work together because we trust each other. We have a common goal and, and you know, let's do this together. Well, and, and you will also gain an understanding of the, that other person and their value. And over time, you will be serving each other. I mean, I only had this job because of the relationships that I invested in over the course of like four or five years and didn't just invest in them because I thought they could get me something. Sure. I genuinely enjoyed those people. Um, and that, you know, that my current boss got to know me and when this moment in time kind of popped up, knew that, that I had something of value to offer and that's why I'm here. And every once in a while, someone will ask me, um, someone in the organization, clearly I've left a bunch of empty space to be filled, uh, will ask me something like, you know, how is it that you two get along so well and you've only worked together for such a short period of time? And the answer is we invested in building that relationship, but also, um, we both uh, screwed up really early and had to apologize to the person right. quite, quite humbly. And that that really fortifies a, a, a working relationship when you have to tail between your legs to the other person. <laughs> no, absolutely. And the, your comment about filling in the empty spaces, I think there, there could be a whole book written on that or a whole, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to search, I'm going to see if there's podcasts on that, but I right. think I think strategically it just makes a lot of sense. It's like 
don't leave room for other people to make up stories. Fill, you know, fill, fill that narrative in with, with the truth, right? Yeah. So one of the things that, you know, I ask people about is when it comes to leadership, you know, fear and courage, you know, I, I think, you know, I've heard people say, can't have fear. You just have to have courage. I've heard people say fear and courage kind of go hand in hand. What's, what's been your experience or observation around that? Um, someone once gave me a really good piece of advice that if you want to change someone's behavior, you have to act in a way that is outside of what they're expecting of you. Um, and normally for me, I don't know about you, that comes in moments of fear. <laughs> and what I don't really feel like doing is having courage to behave like, to behave in a way that I normally wouldn't or to take an action that I wouldn't normally feel comfortable with. Um, but it also is just, um, it's also just a, not a construct. That's not the right word, but let's go with that. You know, like your fear of a moment is really just a fear of not knowing how it could end up. And you, like, what is a, what is a moment or what is an interaction that you could be afraid of? It's really just two, there are two people or two sides. There's you and, and the person or people or thing that you're afraid of or event that you're afraid of having happen. And, and those are actually equally weighted um, no matter what your perception might be in that moment, because oh, <laughs> um, you've awarded that, that event with some kind of um, weight, otherwise you wouldn't be afraid of it. But, you know, those, those two sides really are equally weighted, and, and what you do in that moment is as impactful to the outcome as what the opposite side does in that moment. And so, I mean, have, have you heard that, that, um, there's a, a stat floating around. It's like something about when a, when a, something makes you uncomfortable that the physical, like the, the physical feelings of feeling uncomfortable in the moment that lasts like 90 seconds or something, mm -hmm. the discomfort of that. And if you can wait 90 seconds, um, then you can probably act from a place of a little bit more control. Right. <laughs> um, and I think, I, I think if you're confronted with a moment of fear, um, for whatever reason, and we can talk a bit about what those might be. Um, you you don't have to, you are in the driver's seat. You don't have to respond immediately. Um, you'll probably have a much more positive outcome if you respond from who you are, which goes back to knowing who you are. Mm. Um, but that's also possibly kind of calling you up against something you didn't know about yourself or something you'd rather not address about yourself. Um, and I don't know, courage is always a funny one for me because I feel like I, I don't think I've ever had the, <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel that I've ever experienced the sensation of courage. <laughs> right. No, uh, so much as it's, so maybe, maybe I guess for me then that's in, that's in the action, you know, you're never going to feel it, but the courage is the thing that you do um, to get through that moment and I mean, in leadership, I think though that things that things that we're afraid of are are more to do with I keep saying perception, and I just mm. going to sound like a broken record, but are more to do with perception than anything. And and back to the filling in the spaces, like there's so much. If you actually just really are doing your utmost to ensure that you are understood, 
and to ensure that the other person is understood. What, what exactly are you afraid of? That went all over the place, so you can decide what you want to do with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think about what I want to title this, this podcast. It might be, what are you afraid of? Or it might be, you know, filling in the empty spaces. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to listen to it a few times before I before I land on something. So for our audience, people listening, you know, leadership advice. What what advice would you give people? Um, from the perspective of like themselves as leaders. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or just or just kind of generally. I mean, I. The other thing that that. Um, experience of learning about our workplace rumor did was make me, I said, I, I had a conversation with someone where I said, about when I, when I learned about it um, from this other person, I said something like, I th- I'm pretty sure I said the sense and sensibility quote, and then said, you know, like, I'm, it's fake power. Like, I don't actually have that, that status or stature in this place. Right. And the other person was like, well, I mean, do you not? Or do you just think you don't? Because what is what is status or what is you know power in an organization it's just it really is just what what people see uh in you and that was that was quite a that kind of pulled me up short to be honest um and made me realize that you know you might not want to be in that position for someone else but that doesn't mean that you aren't uh and and you have where i feel i shouldn't i won't you know, project this onto everyone, but I feel that then if that's, if you do have that, that um, position and that influence, then you have a responsibility to treat it well Mm, uh, and to use it to the benefit of, of others. I mean, circling back to the whole, the higher up you get, the more people you serve. I mean, uh, the very, you know, I think the thing that you should be the most concerned with as a leader before, you know, whatever ideas or before strategy or before any of that um, is, is people and looking after those people because they came here to, to make a substantive contribution and to be seen and valued every day. And they're not, they're here to serve the purposes of the organization. Sure. And you as a proxy, sure. Um, but they, they're still people for sure. <laughs> and they need to be cared for. And so I feel a lot of weight um, about that, to be honest. I mean, uh, what are we all, everybody's just going to work every day <laughs> or what have you, what, you know, whatever sector you work right. in um, or whatever you do for a living. And, and yeah, to me, the leaders are the ones who are, who are tasked with or, whatever, uh, gifted with uh, the position to, to, to really help people see each other, value each other, make sure that everyone is not just performing to their full potential because it's not just about the output, um, but feeling, feeling comfortable enough to perform to their full potential, right? Because nobody's going to actually give you their best if they don't feel their best. Right, and, and feel like the, what they're doing every day you know, has a role to play or fits in or contributes to the overall organization. I think that's the most challenging thing for a leader is to help people see where what where their their piece fits and how what they do yeah. contributes, right? So 
Yeah. Well, it's great. Well, thank you so much for uh, for your time and your uh, your perspective and and sharing from some of your experience, things you've learned. So thanks for uh, being part and uh, being a guest on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. Well, it's really, it's, you don't get a lot of opportunity to sit back and like reflect on the the theory of it or the the philosophy of it. Do you know what I mean? Sure, so sure. much, you're in the daily grind of doing it. <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't stop and, and think. Well, I, I learned many years ago that it's best to ask open-ended questions that lead to understanding. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Which I guess, you know, ask ask questions that may make people think right and and uh, you know right. the things that you're thinking about and dealing with so many other people are as well right so yes yeah so thank you happen. so uh, this has been uh, leadership 360 with my guest jackie chesterton join me again for more inspiring stories about leadership from real people the leadership 360 podcast is sponsored by the leadership academy your trusted partner in leadership development from coaching to consulting and on-site facilitation Please visit our website, theleadershipacademy.ca.